Hello everyone, thank you so much for coming back to this channel. My name is Dr. Simone and I love to make health and wellness related content on this podcast. Um, you know, the good thing about social media is that you have a ton of information at your disposal any time of the day or night that you might want. The bad thing about social media is you have a ton of information anytime you may want, which means that not everything you find on social media, all of that information that you find, especially when we're talking about health and wellness, um, these may not be clinically sound facts. Um, you know, as a health practitioner, I'm always amazed and baffled at the stuff that I read online. And for that very reason, I urge every patient of mine, every friend, every family member, um, that please refrain from seeking health advice on social media groups. You know, so often I go on these groups and I read people giving advice to each other about, you know, oh, you should eat this gluten-free food or you should do this for acne or you should do this to get um, glowing skin or um, if you have gut problems, you know, I tried this, maybe you should try it, apple cider vinegar. And my goodness, my goodness, my goodness, when I read all of that, I feel so upset because I, something you have to understand, what might be right for one person may not necessarily be good for you. Foods and supplements should not be treated any different than medication. Meaning that just like any medication or over-the-counter or, or, or over supplement that you might take, you can still get side effects. Um, and so, and these side effects could give you detrimental results um, when consumed without understanding the ramifications. So be it supplement, be it food, be it medication, you always want to check with your health practitioner. You know, so today, because of um, the endless confusing messages that I've been reading lately, especially since this pandemic, I've read it. I've read everything: um, drinking apple cider vinegar to um, <laughs> drinking shots of some homemade green juice to fight the virus. And I'm here to tell you none of that is true. Um, so I decided that I would start a small series on my podcast, um, going over some common fact versus fiction um, that I encounter with my own patients and I encounter on my social media pages. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna try and address five to six topics um, with each one of my podcasts and hopefully make this an ongoing thing. Um, so if you have any social media driven fads that you want me to address, please send them to me. Um, and as always, before we begin, please keep in mind these sessions are for educational purposes only. And should you choose to adopt any of the suggestions that I'm about to share, um, feel free to do that at your own discretion. And also, please be mindful. Any changes you make to your diet, medication, lifestyle, overall health and fitness, you've got to share that with your health practitioner and let them decide if that's the best option for you. So once again, uh, please listen to my podcast only to gain education and make any changes at your own discretion.
All right, then let's get into this. So fiction number one, weight loss requires the use of willpower. Absolutely not. Weight loss is a very clinical process um, for anyone. So here's the thing about weight loss. It's easy for anyone to lose weight, but it's really difficult to keep that weight off. So with every single time that you adopt a gimmick, that you try to go on a diet, that you try to take supplements to lose weight, you might lose that weight, but then every single time you do that, you're going to probably gain twice or three times of what you lost. And then with each cycle, that process becomes really difficult. So weight loss requires stabilizing of hormones, balancing levels of insulin in the body, healing the gut and the brain so that the gut and the brain can talk to each other because your appetite hormones, they need your brain to respond and vice versa. So here's another thing about willpower. Willpower is a diminishing tool. So what do I mean by that? It means that the more you use it, the less you have moving forward. So if you want to lose weight, it's not about you following a restrictive diet. It's not about you going on removing food groups from your diet. It is definitely not about taking supplements. It is definitely not about, um, you know, exercising your strength. Can you stay away from that box of cookies? It really is more than that. It is understanding your hormones. It is understanding the connection between your brain and your gut. Is the brain talking to the gut? Is the gut talking to the brain? So this is why I say weight loss is a very clinical process. It has nothing, absolutely nothing to do with you being restricting or restrictive with what you um, think you should be eating. Okay. Number two. Um, fruit, consuming fruits can lead to weight gain and therefore must be avoided. Okay, this one really bothers me. I'm going to go ahead and begin with the opposite response. Not consuming fruit is one of the primary reasons for having uh, cognitive health issues, for having one of the most inflammatory cancers in the body, for having gut issues in the body, for having skin issues in the body, for having premature aging. Now let's come back to uh, the basics. First and foremost, not all carbs are biochemically and clinically identical, okay? They can be digested very differently, all right? So if you are someone who is avoiding fruits because you read that on social media, you are predisposing yourself to chronic diseases like cancers and cognitive health issues, okay? Also, the weight loss that you might achieve by removing fruits from your diet is going to be riddled with health issues, and you will most likely gain that weight back more than often, more than what you lost, Okay, so please bear these things in mind. All right, let's get to facts number three. All right, let's see what's on my list here. I can replace water with flavored beverages, soda, tea, coffee, artificial sweeteners, um, etc. Okay, so number one, water is classified as an essential nutrient. So what do I mean by that? Anytime you read the word essential nutrient, this means the body requires that you provide it through your diet. When mean, what it means is that your body probably makes very little of it, or it doesn't make that nutrient at all, which means it has to come from the diet. Okay. Um, so clinically, 
speaking, if you don't provide your body with these essential nutrients on a daily basis, you might run into having both acute and chronic diseases. Okay, so acute disease would be something like persistent flu, persistent, you know, allergies and things like that. Chronic diseases would be something like diabetes, heart disease, cognitive issues. Now, remember, when it comes to water, everything from your headache to your migraine to depression, anxiety, heart disease, kidney problem, diabetes, these all come from imbalances in water in the body, aside from what you're eating or not eating. Okay, now flavored water and all of these other beverages that people are always trying to add to the diet just to to keep water out does the exact opposite. So, for example, when you talk about flavored beverages, the ingredients added in flavored beverages do the exact opposite. They suppress your appetite hormones uh, in a manner that you don't feel full all day. So unfortunately, you're ending up gaining weight and you're probably causing your appetite hormones more imbalances. You're causing other hormones to become imbalanced in the body. In fact, artificial sweeteners can and will cause diabetes, can and can will um, can and will lead to weight gain in the long term. Um, also, remember the ingredients, especially the artificial sweeteners added to these flavored beverages will cause communication issues between the brain, the gut, and the appetite hormones. Okay, so you want to keep that in mind. All right, moving on, let's do one more. Fiction number four, consuming rice is going to cause weight gain. Okay, so Let's begin with some basic knowledge here. If the above statement was true, was a clinical fact, then in cultures that rely completely on rice as a staple um, in their diets would be obese and dealing with chronic diseases all the time, except we here in the United States are one of the most obese nation and deal with all sorts of uh, chronic, dis uh, chronic diseases. So it's really not the rice, it's how we cook it what we eat it with, what time we eat it, what is the state of inflammation in the body when you're consuming this rice, what is the state of your hormones, what is your digestion capacity. So I tell my patients, there's a clinical science that even goes into making your food, that even goes into how foods interact with each other, how nutrients interact with each other, what method of cooking do you use and can that be destroying um, the enzymes in your body? Can that be destroying the nutrients in your food? There's so much that goes into nutrition. So, you know, it's not one of your um, fad sciences that you read off, you know, in books or in social media that, okay, all carbs are bad. Um, all fruits should be avoided. Um, just consume proteins all day. And meat is good. And vegans don't get all of the nutrients. It's never like that. It's not so black and white. It is a very clinical science, which means that you have to study it at all times and evolve and do research and find out, you know, okay, with this combination of hormones this food is fine but then again the same food becomes you know difficult to digest in somebody with let's say you know a specific hormonal imbalance so really it's all about your health history before making a decision is rice good for you are fruits good for you is can you eat gluten can you not eat gluten you know it really just depends on your health history and your labs it has nothing to do with the blanket statement okay 
Number five. Let's do now one more. Number five. Okay. Protein powders, protein bars, pre-workout supplements can help with gaining in muscle mass and losing weight. Absolutely not. Quite the opposite. Actually, these bars and protein powders and pre-workouts can damage your kidneys, can damage your heart, can damage your brain, and over time can damage your liver. And I promise you, they rarely, rarely can add to the gain in muscle mass or help you losing weight. And it's quite the opposite, especially when it comes to pre-workouts. Pre-workouts can actually predispose you to getting more migraines, more headaches. Um, you can also develop cognitive health issues like body dysmorphia. And we'll talk about body dysmorphia in another episode, but just to give you a heads up, body dysmorphia is when you look at yourself and you always, always think that you have a weight problem. You're always obsessing over that scale, okay? Now, these protein bars and protein powders and pre-workouts can actually also give you hormonal imbalances, can give you cognitive issues, um, can give you gut issues. So absolutely not. None of these can be supportive of a healthy lifestyle. All right. I'm going to do one more, okay, because this is one of my favorite ones. Um, collagen supplements will help me improve on my skin, my hair, my nails. Um, and protect my bones. Okay, first and foremost, what is collagen? Collagen is something that goes through a very intricate metabolism process within the body. All right. So when you're consuming collagen powder and supplements, they cannot help you in the slightest. Why? To absorb collagen in the body, you have to have enough vitamin C in your body and in your diet. So you know this whole trend of adding collagen powder to your hot coffee? Quite the opposite it's not going to help you. For one, it's going to disintegrate and it's going to destroy the structural integrity of that supplement. Number two, that supplement cannot be absorbed unless there's vitamin C in the body and in the diet, sufficient amount of vitamin C. Number three, caffeine acts as a diuretic, which means it dehydrates your body. And then you're adding that collagen powder, which is really sort of like a protein and you've disintegrated the the integrity of that protein by adding it to a hot beverage. So you see the math doesn't add up here. So the best way to enhance collagen in the body is to consume the right foods. Consume your collagen with plenty of fruits and um, vitamin C rich foods. The best way to get collagen in your diet is to actually make a collagen rich broth in your kitchen with the use of the right ingredients. And one of these days, um, I will go ahead and share that recipe. And that recipe can also be found on my various social media platforms and blogs. Supplements will only cause you more harm. Um, this whole gimmick um, by all of these different companies showing celebrities putting collagen in, your hot, in their hot coffee in the morning, that has nothing, absolutely nothing to do with reality. And to be really honest, uh, without throwing shade at any celebrity, um, really the way they look um, on that in that commercial has nothing to do with collagen. That has to do a lot with a team of people making them look like that. So please, please be mindful before you jump on, you know, and, and on these influencers, um, you know, uh, suggestions on on various social media platforms and go spend all of your money on collagen supplements on Amazon or Costco. 
Okay, so I hope this was helpful. I'm going to go ahead and make a couple more fact versus fiction in the next few days. And if you want me to add something, um, if you want me to address one that you have been thinking about, please send them to me. Once again, thank you so much for, for um, coming back to this channel. Um, and I will talk to you soon. Have a nice night, guys.